the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, indeedy. A little bit of a delay there, not much. Um, glad to have you guys here with me tonight as we're rolling into the weekend. Super excited. Um, lots of great content to share with you guys tonight. And I tell you, I, I'm just going to lay it out and let it play out because I'm actually going to be doing some topics tonight that are a little bit out of the mainstream. They're like not at the top of what everybody's talking about. But oftentimes what happens, and y'all know this well, you longtime Andrea Acacia listeners, a lot of times what happens is uh, they, there's uh, something that they... they It's they control what we're focused on, right? And and you have to be asking yourself if we're everybody's focused on this right here, what are we not paying attention to over here? So I've got some great topics to share with you guys. Uh, Great guest coming up tonight, uh, a doctor who's going to be here. Uh, to talk about the Supreme Court and the abortion pill. That's I haven't covered that story yet, and we're going to cover it tonight with an actual doctor who treats patients who have taken this abortion pill. So lots to get into tonight. Before I go any further, let, bring, let me bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yo, yo, yo. That's it? Uh, multitasking. Yes, that's it. Okay, that's all he's got for me tonight, man. You know, sometimes Skins is like loaded up with all kinds of toppings, and sometimes he's just basic, right? And there ain't nothing wrong with being basic, because I'll take a basic tater skin any day of the week, right, over a veggie. Hey, lots of ways for you guys to be a part of the show. You can give us a call, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. In fact, is there a topic that you guys... <clears throat> that's on your mind that nobody else is talking about, give us a call. Let us know. 888-344-1170. Call in tonight. I didn't book as many guests tonight as usual because if I kind of was thinking, I want to I get into some other things that nobody's totally focused on, one of which I think is going to shock you at the open of the show. So give us a call, though, if you've got something that's been preying on your mind and nobody's paying attention to it and you want us to bring some, some focus on it, 888-344-1170. You can email me at andreakshow.com as well. I like to read uh, those emails. I love it when you guys reach out to me. We're not streaming live on Facebook uh, tonight. I'm actually broadcasting from an undisclosed location, and I couldn't really make the Facebook Live happen at the same time. Um, All right, so uh, let's get into... Well, actually, before I get into my hot topics... Uh, tonight, I do want to make mention um, because I didn't have a chance. I don't think I, I don't think Skins and I talked about this earlier today. Uh, the legendary, iconic, and he was legendary, and he was iconic. Jerry Springer passed away today. He actually 
I I understand, I I don't know that this has been 100% verified, but it was reported he had been suffering from an illness short term. And I've heard that it was a pancreatic cancer. And he has passed away from pancreatic cancer. Initially, when I report on a big name and somebody who's a celebrity who's passed away, I immediately think rest in peace. And I put up there, you know, RIP. Even the other day, Harry Belafonte, I had a similar reaction. And it was um, because these, these I, I didn't immediately feel the same, aw, RIP, you know, that's so sad because I didn't like some of Harry Belafonte's politics. And, um, but that wasn't the worst of it. The way he expressed himself at times, I thought was just completely mean and nasty. Um, so prayers for his family. Uh, and I kind of had the same reaction to Jerry Springer. And it's because when you think about how coarse our society is today, when you think about the cultural decline in, the, in this country, even even as it relates to the LBGTQ and, and all the ways in which our culture has gone so far south, the replacement of, of the removal of God in our society and the demor, you know, our country was founded on the idea that our republic was, was, its success was based on being a moral society. And if I have to think of, and clearly the entertainment industry and Hollywood has played a huge part in the culture and politics is downstream from culture. I have to say that I think um, that the Jerry Springer show was one of the worst things to happen to our culture and this nation. And while it might have seemed entertaining at times to people, he might've been a nice guy, might've been a great mayor of Cincinnati, but the, um, you know, Springer, the brawls. I, I didn't even watch the show enough for me to really tell you everything that it was about other than I think that was what really marked um, trash TV and the trashing of other people and the foul language towards other people and uh, this nation just, you know, ushering in uh, a steep moral decline. Do you agree with me, Skins? Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, it was for, for me gr- growing up, I think it was very, very entertaining. But yeah, I mean, there was literally <laughs> Thank you for no morality. That. You had people, you know, punching and shoving each other on live television, whether it was staged or not, I, it's beyond the point. But you're showing that to viewers and it gets into people's heads. Well, it, it, it basically, it affects society. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, I was going to use an analogy of, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to tell. It, how do you tell your kid to not swear if you swear in front of your kid, right? I mean, your people mimic other people's behavior. Children mimic parents' behaviors. How do you how do you tell that? You know, um, our society has a moral code, and our society always has had a moral code, and that's and and that doesn't mean that I believe in hate speech legislation. I don't, but we've had a code that we've lived by. You didn't call women certain names to their faces, right? We had a way that you were supposed to engage in debate. It was called being civil and being a civil society. And when when the fabric of our nation, we used to be a nation, for example, that where people used to dress up to fly on airplanes. You know, we used to be a a, a whole nation that said, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, to their parents. We used to be a whole nation of people that held doors for each other and said, thank you, and no, thank you, and and showed common courtesies. And, And when you break that down from society, it affects everybody because, you know, it changes the rules of society and it makes it okay to be rude, vulgar, emotionally, mentally, and verbally abusive to other people.
And we're a society now that thinks nothing of verbal abuse. And of course, the left does want to enact hate speech legislation because their definition of hate speech is any political speech or, or, or and or from anybody that they oppose. Um, but I do think that that um, because I don't think the show launched in the early 90s. I don't think that the I think the Mari Poviches and Montel Williams and all the rest of them, I think, started from Jerry Springer. And then when you think about social media, it just kind of piggybacked off of that. Actually, his show was still on the air at the launch of social media. So uh, so, you know, you've got basically the coarse behavior and the ugliness of that just transferred over into social media and then it got worse because then people were able to just say whatever they wanted to say to people behind a, a keyboard. A keyboard. So um, I, 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 I pose the question on social media today, you know, what's his, what, what's his legacy for me? You know, I, I don't have his profile, but I, but I think we should all strive to leave what it, whether, whether our profile is huge or small, whatever it is. I think we should strive to have a legacy that leaves something better behind than that. And I'm sure that that doesn't just define his life, but it's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah, I think and, he'll, um, he'll be no, he'll, he'll be known for that. Well, for, yeah, for better or for worse, he was a household name. Yeah. And Jerry, Jerry, it was kind of like the gladiators chant and all this kind of stuff. I mean, what do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Some people on the socials today said, you know, that, you know, his legacy was good or that they thought the show was entertaining. And that's all it was, was entertainment. And, you know, kind of like wrestling, you know, they they're, you know, uh, performing and being nasty to each other and saying stuff like trash talk to each other, the competitive trash talk. Um, but for some reason, that doesn't didn't seem that doesn't seem to bleed over into our society and our culture. You're you're a wrestling guy. I don't see the same. I don't think that they're the same. Do you? No, n- not not really. I mean, it, it's known, and I'll get the phone here in a second. Thank you for calling. Uh, but in, wrestling is pretty much scripted, choreographed. Uh, sports entertainment that mm-hmm. Jerry Springer was not sports entertainment. Okay. Let's go to the phones and see if our callers agree with me or disagree with me. You know what? I'm kind of the mood to have people disagree with me. You know, I don't know why I'm in a especially good mood today. So I guess <laughs> I'm more tolerant of disagreement when I'm in a good mood. Um, all right. Um, one other question that I posed out there, I, since I'm from home right now, I can't see my call screen, so I'm going to have to wait for DJ Skins to tell me who's on the line. Um, I want to give you guys an update on the Tucker Carlson situation. Um, good news and bad news. And it, 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 I was thinking today, everybody's talking today about how Fox, his show, Hour, uh, the ratings have dropped 47%, and it's gone for, from over 3 million viewers down to 1.7 million viewers. And I thought... That aggravated me. I, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think that that's good? To me, it's not. To me, I, I'm thinking, who are these $1.7 million, $1 million, who are the 1.7 million people still putting eyeballs on that network for Tucker's Hour? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you be providing life support to what should be a, a dead, if not dying, enterprise? 
if you if I played Tucker's um, video that he put out last night on Twitter, I played it last night and and shared my reaction to it. It garnered 11 million views within seconds, practically, practically, or within. A and few now, minutes Andrea, and we do got a couple of callers. I'll tee them up here for you before the break. Uh, but in 24 hours, pretty much less than 24 hours, over 60 million views. Wow! Wow! All right, let's quickly go to the phones for so the break. First, Marsha, not on uh, the topic, but she wants to bring up something that Andy Biggs is doing, and she wants people to wake up. All right, let's talk to Marsha. Hey, Marsha, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Um, I was just listening to Michelle Bachman and um, some other people on a Christian channel, and they're reiterating the information about Andy Biggs' House Resolution Number 79 bill. And people, I want you to keep talking about it. I know you have him on, and mm-hmm. there is a there is a reference. Um, it's stop stop the who dot com or exit the who.com and um, they will give you direction to get a hold of your um, councilmen or your representatives of your state and Rick Scott is also trying to work up a companion bill because the last week of May Biden is already in his plan to sign mm-hmm. us off to the who and give us away and people don't know it and when you try to talk to him they're like oh yeah that ain't gonna happen it is gonna happen he's already on it we've got to stand up people have to wake up stand up and help our country that's all Marcia, be thank you so much for calling in and you know what i'm so glad she did i'm glad i asked the question what other topics out there do you guys want to talk about because so many so many and tucker alluded to this or actually came out and said this in his video last night that so much of the debate is irrelevant to the future and the big topics that we should be discussing nobody is like the world health organization right and handing over our national sovereignty to some government some global body that's going to be able to control every aspect of our lives under the guise of health care even though they deny it pardon me i said even though they deny oh it's not going to affect our national sovereignty that's exactly what it'll do of course, just like they said, Obamacare wouldn't have death panels. Oh, they, you know, they gaslight us. And so, yes, yeah, so definitely follow, follow Congressman uh, Andy Biggs. I'm also, we need to have Reggie Littlejohn back on. She's an attorney that's actually working with Congress. Uh, she, you know, on the, on the treaty. Also got to remind everybody another reason is that the, the WHO and the UN, um, want to, want to make it legal around the world for children to have sex with adults. And we've got another story coming out of Minnesota regarding yeah, that, that to share with you the, later. The, decline of morality and we actually have yeah. uh, our second and last caller of the segment sean from san marcos wants to chime in on jerry springer oh awesome hey sean welcome back I, I'm, I'm wondering i don't sure if it is the, the sean. Same sean. the sean it is the same sean hey sean welcome back oh uh, the same sean huh? okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> um yeah so i wanted to agree with you and i want to i didn't know anything about jerry springer passing and about his legacy but yeah it, it was a uh, a bogus legacy and i you know what i was thinking about same type of legacy was uh, um, Mr. Fink, you know, the, the creator of Hustler. He mm-hmm. pretty much created a, a debacle through his legacy of, of millions of people now that are enslaved in pornography. So those yes. are the legacies that will destroy, you know, people, mm-hmm. uh, relationships, country. And uh, Springer's probably in, in that group. So that's, that's, about what I, that's what I thought. Absolutely. Well, thank you for calling in, Sean. I love yeah. when people call Take in care. and agree with me. take good care i I remembered you from he said said, sean from vista and that made me remember you because your daughter was was you're you're the sean with the daughter in the school with the constitutional thing right 
Yes, yes. Well, thank you awesome. very much. That is true. Awesome. And I just well, want to thank say you for, for all the uh, country girls like you, maybe, mm-hmm. um, Lakeside uh, Rodeo this weekend. You know what? I've never been to the Lakeside Rodeo. I've always heard that it's absolutely amazing and that everybody needs to go. And I I did not know it was this weekend. Go to Iron Mountain, grab your stuff, and go. (laughs) I will. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for calling in, Sean. All right. Take care. Love the show. And Patiskin. Bye. Thank you, Sean. Love you, too. Um, Oh, my gosh. I did. Have you ever been to the Lakeside Rodeo, Skins? I have not. I haven't either, and I heard it's just so amazing, and I do have a pair of cowboy boots in my closet that I could trot out, and quite the cute cowboy hat, so there's that. All right, um, we're going to take a break. We come back. I've got a shocking story to share with you guys. Um, did you guys know, because nobody's talking about it, that a Biden whistleblower in the Biden crime family has disappeared? Yeah, we're going to share that story with you on the other side of the break. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. It's a good little uh, YouTube uh, movie uh, video. It takes about ten minutes to go through the whole thing, and it includes Tucker Carlson and some other fun people that you really ought to look at. It's very easy to watch YouTube if you just you know make your little account. You can pop them on, but if you look up. Uh, Once you get on YouTube, The Clown International, The Freedom to Lie. It is by Break the Fake, a TV program from TVP World. I recommend you look at it. You might learn some other stuff from looking at other issues. Well, thank you, caller. I appreciate that. I love it when people call in and give me suggestions and like the Lakeside Rodeo and a good video to watch. And by the way, that was a caller called in our 24-hour comment line, so feel free to do that, 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. Also, don't forget that if you miss any part of tonight's show or any show um, or if you want to listen to a repeat, don't forget, we've got a podcast, and you're definitely going to want to make sure if you don't get to, to get to stay tuned in the next segment coming up, we've got Dr. Ingrid Skop, who's going to be here to talk about the Supreme Court pro-abortion ruling and what what is behind that and the truth behind these abortion pills and how she has um, had directly uh, treated women who have um, suffered after taking these abortion uh, pills. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that interview at the bottom half of the hour. Now, a story that nobody's talking about, you know, at the time right now, we've got the, the even Charlemagne, the radio guys coming out today and saying it's just whack, as he said, that the, De- the Democrat Party is refusing to have any debates in spite of the fact that RFK Jr. and others are in the race and actually getting a decent percentage. And, you know, the, the, the deep state, our government, it, the legacy media, the three, three leg stool, legacy media, the U.S. government, deep state, as well as uh, the Democrat Party are all, you know, working together and collaborating in order to completely control the outcome of our elections. And that includes covering up crimes, right? We've know that that's, you know, became obvious to everybody uh, with Hillary Clinton. And that's what's going on now. Could it could could that actually uh, involve making a, a whistleblower disappear? 
Back in February, the Gateway Pundit reported, and I cannot verify the story, by the way. All I can do is share with you what, what is being reported out there. I have no means to verify this story. Uh, the Gateway Pundit reported back in February that Dr. Gal Luft, the co-director of the Washington-based Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, reportedly was going to reveal explosive information on the Biden crime family, and now he's gone missing. He was an advisor to CEFC China Energy, uh, which was the business conglomerate with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. But actually, any business that's that really they're actually a part of the Chinese Communist Party. I'll just say it that way. And he actually served along with Hunter Biden. So he's kind of like a Bobolinsky, right? And this is the same energy company that paid Hunter approximately five million dollars just in 2017 to secure energy deals in the U.S. So basically that was his fee to have access to, you know, um, the bigs in Washington. And uh, once Joe Biden assumed power, um, according to left, they, they, of course, they had to try to stop him from talking. He, according to him, here's what he had to say. I have been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the U.S., Uh, The U.S. is claiming I'm an arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, and uh, Hunter Biden. Shall I name names? That was February 19th. So that was just a a couple months ago. His attorney, uh, Robert Hanock, told the Washington Free Beacon that he is a whistleblower. The attorney went on to assert that prosecutors decided against pursuing Luff's information and are, quote, and are instead targeting him with trumped up and false charges. Um, I I have a tendency to believe this. Why wouldn't I? You look at you you look at the, the extent in which the FBI and the DOJ has gone after a sitting president and a former president. You don't think they'd go after a whistleblower like this? The attorney went on to say this unfortunately appears to be part of an attempt to discredit a witness with critical information about an ongoing congressional and DOJ investigation. Uh, Luff's lawyer went on. He had apparently told Biden's DOJ that his client would submit a letter to Congress containing information that Luft previously gave to the FBI during the Trump administration on the Bidens. Well, that tells you right there that because, I mean, if this was 2017 and 2018, you know, we know that the FBI was in the tank for the Bidens and nothing changed during Trump's administration. And thanks to Christopher Wray. Um, the deep state and the persecution and weaponization of the FBI with partnering with the DOJ expanded. Um, the New York Post revealed that Luft learned about the explosive information that someone was selling sealed U.S. law enforcement information to Chinese individuals. Uh, the attorney went on to claim that Ye Jingming, founder and chairman of CEFC USA, a nonprofit created, um, by CEFC told left that Hunter Biden had an informant in the FBI and they paid lots of money to provide sealed law enforcement information. Uh, this FBI mole reportedly was called one eye. I mean, this, this sounds like, like a spy novel. Um, I can't, I, I have no idea whether or not it's true, but I, I, I have no reason to not believe it. So he appeared to be on the verge of blowing the lid off of all this when he was arrested. Um, He uh, evidently was able to post bail. He was a Cypriotic court in in March 
a Cypriot court was deliberating uh, a U.S. Ex- extradition request, and um, the court decided that if he surrendered his passport to authorities and gave up $400,000 euros as bail, they would release him. He needed to be registered at a police station weekly, but he failed uh, for the past month, he did not appear for three trial dates, and his car was found abandoned, uh, and his disappearance was reported. There's been no further information about his whereabouts or anything um, since his disappearance. So we have no idea what happened to this infirm- th- this person, and this is not a story I'm seeing anywhere in the news. Um, I, what do you think, Skins? Is this too crazy to be true? This, or, or do you think there's a chance that the the Biden administration claims this guy Andrea, was an arms nothing dealer? surprises me anymore. You know, you can literally almost trust absolutely nothing that is going on out there. So mm-hmm. I'd say it's highly plausible. Yep, me too. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Doctor Scott, who's going to tell you what you need to the truth about this abortion pill as well as discuss this case and where it stands with the Supreme Court. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Super honored to have our next guest with us, Dr. Ingrid Skop. In case you guys hadn't or forgotten already, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court recently decided to protect access to the abortion pill, Mifepristone. I guess I'm, I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, this was kind of a head scratcher, uh, not explained, according to what I'm reading here. Decided on a 7-2 vote with Justice Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito being the dissenting voices so much for Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Um, Dr. Ingrid Scott is that she's the director of medical affairs at the Charlotte Lozier Institute. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly either. Uh, the signature research group for the pro-life movement. She is a board certified OBGYN who has delivered more than 5,000 babies in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, she has firsthand experience in treating women with complications of this abortion pill. Uh, she performed emergency surgery earlier this year on a woman who bled for two months after taking this bill. Her research formed the basis of Lozier's Institute's Amica Brief in the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine v. FDA case. Her research was cited six times in the pro-life judge's ruling last Friday, and she joins me now to talk about this abortion pill. Hi, Dr. Scott. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you, Andrea K. for having me. Hopefully, did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, you did. Wonderful. Um, well, let's start a little bit reminding everybody what happened with the Supreme Court. Yeah, it, you know, it may be too soon to be discouraged about that. I think we'd all like the Supreme Court to be a little braver. But the action that they did not take, um, they're going to have the opportunity to revisit it. Um, just so for your listeners, if they're not familiar with all, I mean, it's, it's a very complex situation. Um, the um, chemical abortion pill regimen that the FDA has approved is mifepristone, as you mentioned, followed by mesoprostol. Mifepristone is tightly regulated, and the crux of the case is that the FDA approved this drug knowing that it was dangerous, mm-hmm. and they broke all of their own rules in order to do so. And there's a lot of details on that. They they categorized pregnancy as a life-threatening illness for which there was no other treatment. They 
didn't study pediatric population. They looked at very poor quality studies and um, by the abortion industry and ignored better quality studies that show quite common complications. About 5 to 8% of women end up being unable. Basically, the way the drugs work is that mifepristone blocks progesterone and kills the embryo. And then mesoprostol essentially induces labor to cause mm. contractions to expel the tissue. But it doesn't oh always expel the tissue. And the, the patient that you mentioned um, that I cared for earlier, and I've cared for many ladies like this, they, they bleed and they bleed and they bleed. And then they call the abortion provider and the abortion provider just gives them another dose of the medicine. Um, oh. In many cases, they don't give them the surgery that they need, even though they know that, like, you know, some women just can't. Do they, what do they need, like a DNC at that point? It, it's, it's essentially what they need, yeah. So they just need surgery to bring it out. But what's happening, and it's not the same as if they just, you know, chose a surgical abortion in the first place, because they, they present in crisis. I mean, if, they're ble- if you're bleeding for six or eight weeks, you're going to be anemic, and your body's going to mm-hmm. be tired, and that tissue may put you at risk for infection and possibly you're so anemic you might be at risk for a transfusion. And so they come into emergency rooms. They've been told by the abortion provider that these pills are safer than Tylenol. So, of course, they're surprised when they have a complication. And then they're taking up um, critical emergency room resources. I mean, when I've cared Mm -hmm. for these women, sometimes I'm having to call the operating team in in the middle of the night or maybe bump scheduled cases, or if I'm covering labor and delivery, I may need to, you know, not care for patients on L&D so that I can go and take care of these women that have had complications. Um, so it's a problem. And what the FDA has done over time is they've loosened restrictions rather than tightening them. And one of the things that they do is they don't require any complication data unless it kills the woman. So that just goes to show that we, we, we don't even know how, how widespread these complications are. But using the COVID pandemic as an excuse, they took away all the in-person requirements. So women are not mm-hmm. required to have an ultrasound um, to determine gestational age or make sure they don't have a deadly ectopic pregnancy. They're not required to have labs, get a Rogam shot if they need to prevent future pregnancy complications. And it is allowing... Um, these to be ordered online, to be delivered through the mail without any medical supervision. Wow. So it's all, these complications are only going to get worse. The, that's the crux of the case is that, you know, the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, a group of five groups, large groups of doctors said, no, this is inappropriate. They should have never done that. The judge agreed with that. He said it should have never been approved. Looking at all the evidence, the Fifth Circuit, a small group of the Fifth Circuit said, well, we could probably go back to the original approval, but not all of these recent changes that have made it so unregulated. Um, and then, of course, the Supreme Court had the option to say, yeah, I agree with that. Let's put those regulations back in place. But, mm-hmm. but they didn't, which is disappointing, but it will come back to them because the trial is ongoing. All of the evidence is going to be shown. The American people are getting an opportunity to see does the abortion industry care for women? And I would argue they clearly do not the way they're promoting these pills because they have four times the complications of a surgical abortion. If they cared for women, they would give them the safer procedure, but they don't because these benefit the abortion industry. They don't have to hire a surgeon. They, the costs are obviously much less, 
they're essentially giving the pills to the women, letting them self-manage their own abortion. Mm. And then in many cases, they're not even taking care of the complications because they're going to other doctors. Um, And I'm in Texas. The other thing that, that these pills are accomplishing is that states that have chosen to try to protect unborn human life, they're trying to circumvent our laws. They're all over the state hurting women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, just there's so many facets to this that that aggravates me. We're talking to uh, Dr. Ingrid Scop about the the truth about these abortion pills. Uh, you know, the abortion industry, you know, likes to characterize anybody like the judge in Texas who said, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to put a stop to this. You know, be, you know, in, in terms of this and. Uh, that or yourself or anybody speaks out against it hates women um you know uh we're trying to we're trying to harm women we you know they they refer to this as health care this is not about health care um that's a lie because if if anything related to any of this had to do with health care they would be honest about the risks you know i mean it's harder for me right. to go into a drugstore in san diego and get sudafed than it is for people <laughs> to go and get this pill and that's not yeah. caring about and the and, and by the way the fda which is supposed to be. Um, I mean, we've had people in the past prior to President Trump who signed the right to try bill dying because, um, it, you know, they're they're on death's door from cancer. And, you know, we can't let you try this drug because it hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. Person's <laughs> dying, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They can't, you know, they can't participate and take a pill that might save their life. But we're just going to dispense abortion pills to anybody. And, and there's and I'm sure is there any age? requirement for this or or are teenage girls being given this pill absolutely there is no lower age limit and um can you imagine this these women bleed a lot 40 percent of them say they have severe pain um and many women because it can be used up to 10 weeks gestation where the fetus is about the size yeah about the size and shape of a gummy bear so these women see their baby Mm. in the toilet and and can you imagine a 13-year-old trying to hide her abortion from her parents, seeing that, going through that, or a it's victim barbaric. of incest? This, this is, is barbaric to me. This is barbaric mm-hmm. to me. And mm-hmm. it's traumatizing to women. And this is being billed as though this is health care and it's easy peasy. And these women are getting the idea that it is no different and no, than taking Tylenol and it's no big deal. And it's because the abortion industry doesn't care anything about them. And certainly Planned Parenthood doesn't. No. And, you know, I, I do have good news and bad news about that whole abortion is health care thing. It's clearly we all know it's not health care. It's ending, in most cases, a normal life in a in a healthy woman. But um, only 10 around 10 percent of obstetricians will provide an abortion. So the 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 narrative that, you know, it's health care. Well, we're women's health care practitioners. And if 90 percent of us are not going to perform that procedure, that's not health care. If it was health care, we'd provide it, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. there's just, as you know, so many euphemisms exactly. to try to to try to gaslight the American people into not understanding what the situation is. But I think it's going to backfire on them. I think this Mifepristone case is going to demonstrate to the American people who choose to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Wow. The FDA yeah. fell down on the job, did not protect women. Um, the FDA needs to be supervised. I mean, if you have an organ, a, a governmental organization that is out on a limb and doing its own thing for political reasons. And I think we've all seen that over the past three years. That, yeah. that organization needs some other branch of government to say, no, that was incorrect. You can't do that. And so I'm very, very hopeful that when all is said and done, when the evidence is out there, I would have liked the Supreme Court to have been a little braver and to have 
you know, put some limitations on it now because, again, it is it's it's out there. And we um, don't really but, know the long term risks of this either, do we? No, of course not. No one study. No. I mean, the, the point is. The, the studies are so poor. The studies that the FDA pointed at to say, okay, we're going to make this change, didn't even in many cases reflect the same protocol that the FDA allowed, like taking away ultrasound. And they pointed to studies that did ultrasound. So it's just mm-hmm. like none of this is known. Um, the best quality data we can find is if we look internationally, some of the European countries that have single payer health care that pay for, in, for uh, abortions, we can, look, we can do records linkage on their data. And we can see that in Finland, for example, 42,000 early abortions, one out of five women had a complication, 15% hemorrhaged, 6% needed surgery, 2% needed, uh, had an infection. So that's, that's compelling data. That's not safe and effective. No, it's not um, safe. It, it's the, not safe. Not a, yeah. yeah. Not only is this not healthcare, we're doing damage to women, you know, through chemicals. And it's disturbing to me. Um, hopefully you'll come back and keep us abreast of, of how this transpires going forward. In the meantime, is there anything the listeners can do? Can, where can they go to get more information and maybe support your organization? Yeah, thank you for asking. You know, I think the what the what the American who cares about this issue needs to do first is educate themselves, because we have to be able to explain to people. Because the media, the mainstream media, are not going to tell people what's really mm-hmm. going on. Uh, Lozier, L-O-Z-I-E-R Institute dot org is where I work. Our mission: we're a, we're a research institution whose mission is science and statistics surrounding life issues. So, you know, there, we, we have several um, website pages that are abortiondrugfacts.com. So a lot of good information there. But just be able to educate yourselves, um, be able to have the conversation with your friends that, well, I heard it's not just a political thing, Judge Kaczmarek. It's the fact that women are being hurt over and over and over. And I would say, you know, the, the logical question is, why don't we hear more women talking about it? And I've cared for these women. I know why. They're ashamed. Yeah. They, do, they just mm-hmm. want it to be over with. They, they don't yeah. want to talk about it. And I've had many women tell me, Dr. Scott, I, I think this is probably what I deserve for making the decision I did. And oh. isn't that a horrible thing? I mean, bless their hearts. They're guilt-ridden, and they're suffering physically on top of that. And we can do so much better in this country. Mm-hmm. And we do. The, the crisis yeah, pregnancy that's... centers do rescue women daily. Mm-hmm. But, but now, now, because it can circumvent any kind of counseling... Yeah, more and more women are getting it without having any idea what they're doing. It's just terrible. It's just victimizing women under the guise of taking care of women, which is just so Mm -hmm. insidious to me. And I just appreciate you coming on tonight and the work that you do. God bless, Dr. Scott. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. In fact, we'll hear what what Joe Biden has to say about the right to life. I think he kind of rewrote the Constitution today. We're going to share that with you when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I saw something during the break that was so funny. <laughs> I related to this so much. It's this guy, and he posted, When I miss my parents, I put 12 expired salad dressings in my fridge, and it feels like home. <laughs> 
I felt that so much because growing up, the entire, I think the entire inside of the fridge door was just loaded up with expired salad dressings. And it wasn't like it was 13 different kinds of, of bottles of salad dressings. It was all like th- my parents, and, and this is why I grew up thinking I didn't like salad, because the only salad dressings my family had was Thousand Island and French. And I don't like like either Thousand Island or French dressing. So um, <laughs> maybe that guy in my family is the only one that did that. Skins, your family probably always, you know, had we up-to-date. Had various <laughs> types of, of salad dressing never expired. See, I knew it. I knew it. I mean, you know, you'll never see Skins with scuffs on his shoes either, right? Okay, so yeah, he never... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't grow up in the I'm same I'm still the guy that cleans and buffs them, so, you know. <laughs> if anybody else out there grew up in a home like me and this guy with a family full of parents full of expired salad dressings, so, someone please make me feel better. 888-344-1170. Going to quickly read a couple emails um, got, that we got here. Let's see. Um Mo said, Ola, missed President Trump's speech. Hope it was a good one. Jesse Kelly said today that maybe Christie is working for Trump and bad-mouthing his opponents. Says it's a good move. I, however, think he's campaigning for DeSantis and make Trump look bad. According to him, everyone but DeSantis are also partaking. Um, saw today the full occupant of the White House says he wants an all-electric military. Oh, good grief. Is anyone going to put an end to this foolishness? Um, I, I don't... Uh, we could be looking at a Biden re-election and 10 years or 11 years of Kamala Harris because it seems like we've got enough fools out there as voters and a Republican Party that doesn't care that I don't know what's going to happen. I, I remember I when I was I joking say, about moving to Antarctica. Yeah, there's yeah, that. you know, um, I did. I watched a little bit of Trump's speech today. I would have watched the whole thing, but the first like half an hour, it it was he was late and kind people of people and saying hi and going. all that, and and it took him too long to get into some substance, and I had to go on some other stuff, so um, I didn't really get a chance to really watch it, and honestly. Um, I don't know that he's really breaking ground right now. Um, I think it's good he went to New Hampshire. I think there was people who waited four hours to see him today, and that's good. He, he and did I think one he thing, and it, I, I, I don't know what bothered me, Andrew. He said his big announcement was that he was taking away Crooked Hillary's title of Crooked Hillary and giving it to Joe Biden. I was like, yeah, that's cute, dude, but that's, come on. Well, it's actually a retread, and it's kind of like if, you know, come up with a new nickname. Don't use something from 2016 and turn it, you know, and, and, and reuse it and for somebody else. So, um, and, and what I did here was a lot of, um, I didn't get a chance to get to my clips. We're, we're going to have to take a break. Hour two on its way. I'm going to finish telling you my perspective on Trump. And then we've got some other major stories to share with you guys. So go get a little cup of Joe, maybe a little snacky, and come rejoin me for hour two. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.